listening to our stories and our vision. If what we have mentioned is interesting to you, we hope that you join our conversation by tuning in to Latino con Orgullo. Nos vemos en el próximo episodio. Adiós. Hola a todos, bienvenidos a otro episodio de Latín con Orgullo. Feliz mes de la herencia latina, latín. Um, to start a Latino Heritage Month, we wanted to talk about the historical context of Hispanic Heritage Month and how it came to be. Let's get started with Latin History Month. So I guess let's start with why we wanted to do um, this episode and really this um, mini-series um, pertaining to Latino History Month. What what is your tell us your why Elizabeth? Yeah. So, I think for me, I've always liked to learn about the historical context of things and why they came to be, how they came to be and that process. I also feel that a lot of people don't really understand why Hispanic Heritage Month was chosen in in the month that it was. And even me, I didn't know the 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 people behind why Hispanic Heritage Month came to be and the time that it actually ended up becoming a law. So that that's why I wanted to talk about talk about this. What about you, Gabby? Um I think for me too, like yeah, I honestly didn't really realize that Latino or Hispanic Heritage Month was a thing um uh, until like I got into college. Um I remember, like, maybe seeing a couple segments on Disney Channel, like, t about them, like, talking about it, but honestly, it wasn't even a big thing anywhere until now. It feels more like, um, it's more widely celebrated, um, nationally, like, not just within the Latino community. Um, mm -hmm. for me, honestly, like, growing up, this time was mostly, like, celebrating the Salvadorian Independence Day or Central American Independence Day, like, the 15th, um, or that weekend, um. And so, yeah, but I think not a lot of people know about it, um, and therefore not a lot of people know about our history here in this country, and um, we have a lot of history in this country, um, and we're actually more, I mean, honestly, we're more native in, to it than some people are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I guess now we can get started with the origins of Hispanic Heritage Month, and Gabby, we can kind of split this off into like pieces if, if you want to. But if you don't know this, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month actually started as a week. And it was started by Rep Representative Edward R. Roybal and Representative Henry B. Gonzalez that created a bill in the state of California for a week-long observance of Hispanic Heritage Week. The bill was actually introduced during, I believe it was the like 1960s, 1970s, and it was a way for people, Mexican Americans, and I'm sure other people from other places as well, that demanded fair resources and education, like fair education for people in, in California. And this is um, from a professor at Columbia University who... I assume was probably around during this time. So although Hispanic Heritage Month officially began as a state project, it was also our response to Latino activists who in the 1960s, again, demanded recognition for their culture, history, and rights. And I think at this time, a lot of the people who were involved in the uh, 
movement in the 1960s and 1970s were fighting to get recognized because of, I don't know if you've, everyone has ever heard of the Treaty of Hidalgo. I think a, a lot of that rhetoric uh, came up for people in the 1960s and 1970s that they were Native people, like what you were talking about earlier, Gabby, they were Native people, um, more Native than other people. So because of this, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) because of this, because of this, uh, President Lyndon B. Johnson uh, signed and proposed the legislation into law in 1968. So in August 17, 1988, Hispanic Heritage Week officially began, uh, was officially expanded to a 30-day observance starting from September 15 to October 15, actually under Ronald Reagan. So, Gabby, do you want to take the other parts? Yeah, I'll take the other parts. So, um, yes, let's pick up <clears throat> after Ronald Reagan. Um, sorry, y'all, looking through the notes. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, September 15th was chosen as the starting point for um, Hispanic Heritage Month um, because of the anniversary of El Grito de Dolores, um, and that's according to Carlos Olave, Olave. Mm-hmm. Um, El Grito de Dolores marks the start of the Mexican War of Independence. Um, and they also, like, coincidentally, um, other countries like Central America, most of Central American countries, I think, the only one not being Belize, or Belize and Panama are, don't have their Independence Days that day. Um, so, yeah, so that also marks the, the, the start of those um, Independence Days. Um, but, um, Columbus Day also falls, um, during HHM and, um, including, like, a lot of other independence days, like Mexico, Peru, um, Brazil, uh, for a lot of, um, Latin American countries. Um, so, yeah, it honestly worked out, like, so well, like, honestly too well, because, yeah, a lot of countries celebrate their independence day throughout this one, too. Um, and then also, like, Columbus... Well, now it's like Indigenous um, Day, depending on the state. Um, but actually, is it federally recognized as Indigenous Day now? I think so. I think it is recognized. I don't think it's Columbus Day anymore. I don't know if some states, I still hear people call it Columbus Day. I don't know if it's yeah. like a state by state basis. So It might be. It, yeah, it might be. But I know here in Colorado, it's definitely Indigenous, Indigenous People's Day. Well, I guess, like, this goes on to say that now we're in a different stage of what Hispanic Heritage Month looks like, and, um, like, a lot of people, like, we see it on TikTok, we see it now, like, on TV, um, corporations are making merch, they're releasing, like, hashtags, or any, like, merch with, like, hashtags, um, certain designs on it. I know Starbucks, um, did release, like, a cup like a series of cups with this one cuban salvadorian artist um for this month um uh, so that's super different um i guess one thing i do i got curious right now with how, what was your experience growing up to like with hispanic heritage month um i don't think i really paid attention to it at all and i i've always felt like i never knew about it for some reason i think i was like you where Yo no más sabía de las fiestas patrias, because before in Denver, and I think it's the same for you, Gabby, the city of Denver hacía un festival para las fiestas patrias, and like other cities too. And that's how I knew about it, but I didn't, 
honestly, I wasn't really conscious about the other states or cities, countries in Latin America that also celebrated their Independence Day on that month. So I don't know. I never, I guess I never made a big deal about it. It wasn't until I got older, maybe like two years ago, that I actually started to care about it. But I don't know. What What about you, Gabby? Yeah, I think so. Me too. Like, I honestly, um, yeah, prior to that, if not for college, I don't know that I would have, like, cared as much. And um, I don't know. I don't know if it's, um, I think it might even be problematic for us, for us Latinos not to, like, recognize it and celebrate it. Um, just because, like, I think there has to be a lot of pride in what we could, like, have contributed to the country and what we continue to contribute. Mm-hmm. Um. Because regardless of whether you were born here or not, like we and you've immigrated here, you've contributed so much already. Um, through like the economy, through um the wave of people coming here, through culture, food, things like that. Um, but I don't think like we give ourselves enough credit, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's easier to criticize. Um, I think it's easier to criticize yourself and people and um and especially Latinos, bro. Sometimes they don't know how to take a compliment. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> or they don't know how to give themselves a pat on the back. No. So I think it's it makes me excited to see like a lot of this content um come out and you know see young pe- younger people than myself really get immersed into Hispanic Heritage Month. I myself have been immersing myself. Like I yesterday did go to um the uh like the festival that they do here in DC called um DC Fiesta or whatever Fiesta DC. Um, so I went to that. Um. I did celebrate my Independence Day, the Salvadorian Independence Day. Um, but I think we still need, we still lack in in celebrating like the true meaning of it. You know, I feel like not enough people yeah. are celebrating and recognizing all of our contributions. So I think not only is this month important for us, but important for people that don't share that identity to recognize our contribution. Yeah, I I was gonna add. I feel like people don't really celebrate it because i mean even me and you it wasn't until we went to college that we started to realize the contributions of the hispanic population because when we went to college we were like oh we don't have any contributions to the society in in the united states until we actually started to learn the history so i think maybe the reason why people don't don't really care about it is because they don't really know the history even me, like, as I was, like, thinking about this episode and just learning about the history of Latinos and why Hispanic Heritage Month came to be, I, I mean, I, I realized that a lot of people weren't taught this in school unless they took, like, a Chicano movement class or even U.S. history doesn't teach you about the Chicano movement, so that's kind of useless. The other thing I was going to say, too, is, I don't know, for me, this year... I think it's special and also because I'm doing the this podcast. I like celebrating and learning about the history of other countries. And I feel like a lot of people don't really care about other countries unless it's their own. Yeah. Or like where their parents are from. <clears throat> so I think that's another thing. Like Latinos are very they have um say they're in their nationality is really important to them and their nationality is the only one that's important to them. Um, so national identity is for sure like a major topic in, in Latino 
Latinos in the United States, but also I feel like Latinos in like Latin America. Maybe I'm speaking too much about Latinos in Latin America, but for sure, I think the people here in the United States that I've interacted with, they don't really care much about other countries. Um, yeah, I personally I, really like that history. Yeah, I think you have a point, and I think there are tensions, and Latinos are so like when they're so prideful over their country to mm-hmm. to them. To be honest, like what we consider us being here, we're Latin, uh, Latinos, Latin, however you identify. Um, but in actual Latin America, like it statistically speaking, like um, someone did tell me like. Latinos actually don't um identify as Latinos. Like they identify with their home country. Like if you're yeah. Brazil, Brazilian, if you're Mexican, Mexican. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I think it is a different perspective. And yeah, I think there should be more thought I I hope my hope would be that we would all be interested in learning about each other's country. But I think mm-hmm. that doesn't happen until you come if you do have that experience of immigrating to the US. Because you kind of have to, in a sense, like, oh, like, how, to, like, in learning how to get along with someone that's not a part of your same culture. Yeah. Um, At least the people that I've interacted with, especially depending if you're, like, the only one of a certain place, they're usually more open to, like, learning about other cultures because, mm-hmm. like I said, they have to. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they realize that and they're like, oh, in some ways, like, they're okay with that because they're like, oh, like, at the end of the day. Like, I kind of need my neighbor for X reason, or I need this person for X reason. So they're more open to learning anyways. But I think when it comes down to, like, people that don't have to, like, if you're, if you are in the Mexican community and you're Mexican, like, I don't know, typically, like, what I've seen is that you you don't have to push yourself as much. Yeah. There's not going to be enough, like, people from elsewhere to learn. But I do, I'm like, I do, um... Encourage everyone to learn history from other cultures, uh, other cultures. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't know, it helps you understand like where people are coming from or their experiences, or and yeah, I'm like, in the, at the end of the day, we have to coexist in this country. Yeah. And with the wave of immigration right now, which is kind of like the borders, like I've seen a lot of stories from the New York Times. There's a big wave of immigration coming. Yeah. Migration, and immigration is going to change like even in denver i've noticed a lot of people coming from um south america yeah. or the caribbean and um you mentioned in in like previous episodes that actually mexican people are going back they're not coming in they're going back to mexico so um, you you can see like the i assume migration or people in the united states the demographic is going to change for Latinos and like Hispanic uh, or whatever you choose to identify. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean yeah, from the Pew research, like a lot of Latinos so a lot of Latinos that once you hit a certain age, like retirement age, they tend to go back to their home countries. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think we'll see like a uh such a dramatic change in the sense that the the Mexican population will be going down like a lot, I think in my opinion. Because um, you still see migration from Mexico. Um, it's just not uh, as much as it used to be. Yeah. Yep. That, that makes sense. Thank you, Gabby, for explaining that. But yeah. I don't know. I I think just from seeing people, like even my sisters, like interacting, because we are not used to being around people like what you were talking about. Like we've never had to make space really for other people from other places. 
and now we do like our paletero is not mexican anymore he's actually from somewhere else so um just making learning about other people and like you can tell in their accents that they're not from mexico because mexican people speak a little bit slower and the paletero speaks fast (laughs) so that's like one example of um just us getting used to people from different countries um but yeah i i mean personally i'm excited about it and i like learning about other like the history of other cultures um yeah i'm like we're kind of nerds i like learning that too like yeah. you know, it's not latin america uh, it's i actually i learned quite a few about mexico across the years now yeah um, so even me i didn't um i'm really excited about like the upcoming episodes because like a little tease for you guys we i've really both of us have really learned a lot about the history of mexico and other latin american countries and their populations we often think even i think as a national country like say mexico we assume that we're a monolith but we're not mexico is super diverse like the same with like salvador it's very diverse we're not like a one size fits all or one size that everyone recognizes. we come in all shapes sizes colors but we don't really talk about that we don't know that um because again we don't know that history so and I think our the a lot of Latin American countries don't do a good job at um well I guess the medium um more said is not doing a good job at exposing or highlighting everyone like that exists in the countries especially when it comes to Afro Latinos or just people that don't fit the norm mm-hmm. um those narrative that like um white norm that those narratives are never told um really well in especially in Latin American media so that's why a lot of people have like that perce- uh like monolith perception about Latino mm-hmm. um or even for that matter Mexican or whatever else so yeah because I'm like I mean from Colombian novelas like that I saw growing up I would never have thought that there are Afro-Colombians yeah there's a big population of Afro-Colombians mm-hmm. And then I'm like, don't correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Colombia the one that country in Latin America that has the most Afro like people? Yeah, I think like, it's Afro-Latin either Latin. first or second. <laughs> it's up there. Yeah, but you yeah, but you wouldn't know that um, if you just assumed all the stereotypes. Like whenever I think about Colombia, I think about Sofia Vergara, but not all Colombians look like Sofia Vergara. There's like a bunch of people that you know look different. Like, even Argentina, too. I think, Gabby, you told me that there's, like, actually Black population in Argentina. But in, in doing my research uh, for the upcoming episodes, I realized that there was a large Black population in Latin America. And there were steps. I mean, the Spaniards, till this day, continue to live in Latin America, even though they're not there. But there was a process for them to, you know, rid of rid of the Black population, get rid of the black population in their own way so definitely interesting so yeah there's even like a native population in argentina and to be honest from the media that i've been exposed to from argentina argentina um i would not have known no to be honest yeah i would have never thought because all the argentinians i see are like they're more white passing for sure yeah uh Whenever I see soccer players, that's when I know that those countries have um, black 
or indigenous players because you can I mean obviously you can see color but curly hair or um just signs of they're mixed in some way um so yeah that's, they're that's not one. white mm-hmm. yeah yeah what impact do you think that now celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month has on people like us or people that are not Latino? Like to bridge those cultural cultural gaps of understanding. I feel like every year it comes back like I think people are so naive and they don't really understand. So I feel like it's a a time for people to get to know the countries and what happened and acknowledge like their contributions. I know like in the diversity and inclusion space, kind of acknowledging different people from different countries, their different struggles. Like, again, we're not a monolith. So I don't know how how that message actually gets through because I always whenever I tell people oh it's Hispanic Heritage Month and there's someone who's not Latino they're like oh I didn't know and it just I mean it's Hispanic Heritage Month is not just for us it's for you too like even if you're not Hispanic so yeah I don't know if it it's um si sirve or if it's how do you say um if it's actually effective because I feel like after Hispanic Heritage Month, everyone just becomes ignorant and they forget. So that's yeah. yeah. What about? I think this is so harder for for Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, I think um, so too. But I don't know if it's like the fact that like um, as immigrants, people don't really they more so identify themselves with their home country, which is completely understandable, and so they're just like this has nothing like. Yeah. This has nothing to do with me. But there's always that aspect of if you're Latina, you're seen kind of like as foreign. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is like a, a big, like, I don't know, like a big um component of like the Latino identity. Um, mm-hmm. And I think also that oh, has complicated some things for us historically um, and how we're accepted into American society. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't think people they don't see us as american is not correct they don't see us as people from the u.s and yeah i I always feel like again it's because of that like all of us are very like we don't understand the history and it's i don't know we don't know about each other so yeah, and even for Latinos, it's just, like, the worst. Even for Latinos that are born here, like, they, you do not, a lot of times, like, 8 out of 10, I will have to say, you do not get taught the history mm-hmm. uh, of your uh, contributions that you have made. Mm-hmm. All that we are fed is, like, what is in the media or what is within breach to us. And oftentimes it's, like, you know, like, especially if you're first gen and your families are immigrants that immigrated here um, looking for more economic stability. Like, oftentimes, like, you're going to see people that are doing manual labor. Um, You're going to see people that don't have access to education, they're low income. And so, like, those narratives or those those things that you see, I feel like, to me, honestly, speaking from my point of view, it felt restrictive. It was, like, it didn't really give me much hope that growing up that I would be capable of a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that, this month 
should like it, it should be it should be do it, it should do that basically yeah. um especially for younger kids um and so yeah i i'm excited to see it, it has been growing these past years like more yeah. corporations have been, it's like that's like kind of like a negative and a positive um especially because i'm like if if chains like um are well companies like disney and other companies start really working on things for this month it really will help like kids hopefully and then yeah. they start inviting creators that are actually knowledgeable on the topic and not Basically, what I'm saying is that they're actually Latino. <laughs> yeah. And they actually will help. Yeah, I do notice. Yeah, I think it, it is for sure, like, getting better. But, I like, one of the places I always go to and is Target. I, I feel like the place is getting bigger, but it's not enough. And I, I know that they can, like, corporations. Again, you're right, Gabby. It, it's a good and bad. Yeah. But, um... I do like seeing Latino people, Latino creators, fashion artists who are getting their clothes up on on Target and exposing them to other people, right? And no sé por qué, pero también pienso que cuando hacen eso, este, oh, because I'm not Latino, I can't buy that or stuff like that. So, but that's not the point. The point is for you to recognize them, not because they're Latino, because they're a human being. But yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say is que, again, to the, no sé, I feel like people don't go as hard for other countries. Again, we mentioned this already. They don't go as hard for other countries because it's not their own. But I don't know. I'm always proud of people who aren't Mexican, too. Like, unless you were doing terrible stuff, then I'm not proud of you. But, like, I don't know. Bad Bunny, whenever I see him, I'm like, oh, I appreciate him. There's things I don't like about him now, but I still, like, support him. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, that whole people... Like, <laughs> yeah. A lot or of people, people are... Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or people like Karol G. Um... And I noticed this because in my family, uh, in my relationship, when I always talk about, like, other artists, it's like, well, this artist is better. Like, always trying to one-up with a Mexican artist. So, I don't know. That Maybe that's why Hispanic Heritage Month is not as big. It's because we're always fighting for, like, who's better, which is not the point. The point is there's, to be united. There's a lot of tensions within the Latino community. I mean, uh, sorry, Latin community. And I mean, we've talked about this kind of like we haven't done a whole episode on like the tensions across the whole mm-hmm. um, region, the whole Latin American, um, all the Latin American countries. Uh, definitely exists. Wish it didn't exist. But honestly, like. I don't know. Now that I'm hearing you say that, I'm like, were we meant to completely get along together? I'm yeah. like, it would be nice. But I think there's so many complexities between each country. And I don't yeah. think that the U.S. has allowed us to have space to really understand that and appreciate that. Because to them, and unfortunately to much of their ignorance, uh, we've been made one group. And I think that, honestly, that angers people. Cause it's like you're not respecting them, not making them feel seen. I'm like, does the European European Union get along together completely? I don't know. 
Yeah. Like, I'm sure they have their own sentences to do. So I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if we are supposed to. Get, I'm like, it would be nice, but I'm like, it's not easy. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Basically. That, that brings like another point about the criticisms of the month. And I think yeah. one of them is the name. Like, mm. we, you mentioned that a lot of people in Latin America don't say that they're, I'm from, I'm, a Latino or Latina or Latin or whatever, whatever they want to be named. Also, people in Latin America don't, or in, people in the United States don't like Latin. They don't like Latinx. They don't like Hispanic. It's that's a whole other debate on if in of itself. Pero um, the fact that that name was chosen, la, la or Hispanic was the first one. Um, that's like you said, it's bunching us all up into. A single group, but we're not all the same. Todos somos diferentes. Like we have, like we're not. I feel like everyone just thinks that we're all Mexican. We all speak Spanish, but it's not true. Yeah. There's Latin American countries that don't speak Spanish. Yeah, I'm in Brazil, um, Belize, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the Caribbean islands. Yeah. Oh, and actually, now that you're talking about it, um, actually, like in the U.S. at least. Um, it, I found this on a Pew, like Pew Research article. Um, it's most Latinos have not heard of the term Latinx. You use it, so three percent of, according to the Pew Research, use um the term Latinx, and twenty percent have heard of it but don't mm-hmm. use it, and seventy six percent of um people Latino adults, according to the article, seventy six percent have not heard of this term. Hmm. So. Yeah, to bring some some facts to it or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah but that is controversial the term hispanic um personally like i don't really like using that one just because i think that it doesn't completely encompass my background i think mm-hmm. that for me i do identify as a latina and i do i do for myself and my identity to keep the a at the end um, just because I am, very, I am very proud of being a woman, and I don't know. I I just that that term is the one that I feel like best suits me, mm-hmm. uh, without overcomplicating it. Um, but for me, I'm okay. I'm like, I'm, as you see with our podcast name, I'm like, yeah, I'm completely um cool using the word Latin. Latinx is fine. I just I think that Latin just rolls off the tongue better with our language. Uh, and I feel like it's less invasive because I feel Latinx like has come from a white institution place like it wasn't something that well one day we woke up and we're like yeah like this is this word is the best suited for to be the most inclusive mm-hmm. i don't know i've noticed a lot of people too on because our name is latin i've seen a lot of other like creators use latin on their posts and most of the people instead of saying oh like happy whatever hispanic heritage one they're like why are you using latin or we don't we're not latin what is that what is that and they're just so they they're not latinx they're not latin they're latino they're whatever so i feel like that's always a debate for people people get really angry for some reason for latinx and latin no sé no entiendo por qué um yeah i guess it's also just hard especially for older generations um some of them think at least from what I've seen online, that, um, you know, Latinx is just, like, weird. It's, like, we're 
um we posted a post about this um back back in june i think mm-hmm. july yeah. um that like the latinx is some people feel that latinx like although they're trying to be inclusive of all genders um that it um uh, is another form that the u.s is trying to like take over or like colonize over um latin america and mm-hmm. so that's why people use latin mm-hmm. and then i think on the other hand i don't know if it stems from that whole not acceptance of people outside of the that are non like non-conforming to uh, being male or female um so I'm like that's like another thing um from like people being xenophobic towards yeah people that aren't don't feel like they fit that norm so mm-hmm. I, and that's also i mean at least from what i've seen and just like the cases of like um homicide against those communities like that's another big problem in latin america that not yeah. accepted so um people are not non-binary so yeah the other thing too is i feel like in the past year so many names have come up so i think it's hard for people to even for me like when we went from latinx to latina i was like what um so i imagine it'd be hard for people who are older who haven't even heard about it or are conscious of it so yeah i i understand for me when i heard the word latin i was like perfect this feels like better than latinx to me yeah i think it sounds it rolls off your tongue better it's yeah it sounds like spanish to me yeah i prefer that one um i'm like yeah i already yeah to me i don't personally like hispanic i don't um yeah i don't like for me i think i'm like i don't want yeah and I get it, like, because whatever we're calling it, I see. Um, but, yeah, to me, I don't like that word. I feel like it, it, it really diminishes for me. Like, it doesn't really encompass everything that I am. Back yeah. Um, well, yeah. I was going to say, that's another one of the, like, controversies, because I've seen, like, posts about Hispanic is associated, again, with, like, Europe. And... I've seen people say, like, happy Hispanic Heritage Month to people in Italy and Spain. I'm like, that's not the point. The point is to acknowledge people from Latin America, not the people who colonized Latin America. So <laughs> that that bothers me. And that's I, I think I agree with you, Gabby, that why I don't like Hispanic. But the fact that Italy and Spain are being included is a little bit of an insult because I don't know. It- it does feel like um I have okay I have nothing against like um people from Spain or Italy um like their people and um but I do have an issue with the whole that whole passive colonization in Latin America because mm-hmm. I truly believe that you still see the impacts of it I mean mm-hmm. just that removal of resources has set the tone for the removal of resources forever now because yeah. not it was for Spain and then to be honest. I'm like, to call us out, I'm like, Latin America, I mean, the U.S. has also participated in that, in that removal of resources now, too. Yep. Um, so, I think that it, it gave way for a lot of things that we're seeing now, um, yeah. that a lot of countries have not been able to fully recover. Because I think there's also, I mean, there was a lot of harm with that whole destruction of identity, mm-hmm. and, because honestly like identity is so important it and culture is so important and it's such a it's a guide um 
for people as they're navigating life. So mm-hmm. yeah, to me wholeheartedly, it does feel like an insult in that sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm like with the people from Spain. I'm like they're great. I'm like <laughs> they're yeah. fine. But yeah, just like separating the two for sure for me, especially I'm like we when we say Hispanic Heritage Month or whatever else, we know. I'm like. We know who we're talking about and who yeah. we're not talking about. We're not talking about the people in Europe. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. just use, I think for, I don't know if a lot of people use Hispanic Heritage Month. I've seen a lot of people say um, Latino or Latin Heritage Month. Yeah, because again, I feel like that, it encompasses more of the Latino population and not Spain because, you know, I mean, even though Spain has influences on a lot of countries in Latin America. We're talking yeah. about the culture that we had before they came around and maybe a little bit of the culture that ended up getting mixed with them as well. But yeah, 100%. Like, mm-hmm. whatever whatever we have now, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, sorry to exclude y'all, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, when I think of Latin, Latinx, or Latin history mother, I don't think about them, to be honest. Yeah. Like, they did not pop in my mind. Um, yeah. I, there, I'm sure there's a lot of people from Spain here in the U.S. I don't know exactly quite the amount, but I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. To me, to me, just, yeah. I'm like, l- let me get off my soapbox with this topic because I'm never going to finish. Yeah. <laughs> but I was um, going to say, I think uh, the last thing I will say about this, and then we can move on to the topic, next topic uh, about, like, one of the criticisms is, uh, I think Rosalia, a couple of years ago, was put under, like, Hispanic or Latino Heritage Month. And I was like, this woman is not Latina. Get her out of here. That, that, um, Rosalia, as an artist, I will say, I really, I do enjoy her music, but it does bother me when, not once, twice, there's been a couple times now where she's been um, identified as Latina. There's like a whole, and it's a whole thing too. Like I've seen on TikTok with the Spanish that, like they don't, they, some people get mad because they do consider themselves like Latino or whatever. Because of whatever origins that word has, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know really. I'm like, let's. I'm like, one day at a time, please, y'all. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the, I'm not the spokesperson for us. Starting, <laughs> that's just my humble opinion. For me, <laughs> yeah. I feel the same way, Gabby. I don't um, know if I speak for everyone else, but I feel yeah, the same way. Like, for me, in my opinion, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess the next criticism. Oh, go ahead if you have Oh, one. yeah. I was going to go on to the next one. Is I think it happens, this particular, I guess, event happens every time for Black History Month, Asian History Month, all the other countries, Heritage Month. It We, all these countries, Latino Heritage Month always gets acknowledged this month. And then everyone just seems to forget that we're Latinos like all year round. We're not just Latinos on Hispanic Heritage Month. It's just a month where we acknowledge the contributions to this country. And I think that's one of the, I don't know, downsides, I guess, of the event because people just forget. They just forget that we exist all year round and we've made contributions all year year round. So what do you think about that, Gabby? Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess more to your point about the general population outside of our groups 
of our um ethnic racial groups um yeah I, they do forget i feel like um our contributions and i feel like um they're especially now with um immigration and um just the current wave of latinos in this country people forget that we're more than what a stereotypical um latin person is like we're there's more narratives to us and more sides to us um and yeah i don't know i feel like they continue to for me like i think we continue to really portray that one story of like the the you know immigrant that's coming here to the u.s working their ass off doing labor jobs like um and we don't recognize the other stories that are out there like the first latino astronaut um doctors uh, lawyers um yeah just all the people that are out there um when you're a person of color like i feel like it's easier for you to recognize them but sometimes i feel like for white folk they don't really i don't know they don't especially depending on where you live those are not the thoughts that are at the forefront sometimes about latinos yeah um yeah and then like hollywood doesn't help but like we're often made we're no. often, um you know yard workers whatever whatever you have <laughs> you're always doing labor jobs so yeah mm-hmm. so yeah i hope people do uh, outside of like us do take a look at this month and really realize like where we're coming from what we have contributed to the u.s and what we continue yeah. to contribute and i guess that's what we're also um here to do <laughs> we're here to help to do yeah. um with throughout our series um for hispanic month. yeah i i agree i feel like i feel like subconsciously maybe people might know that there are contributions because latin i mean just like no sé si se puede decir no sé si se puede decir gastronomía in the united states but literally the united states oh, is made out of different cultures like it's not i don't even know when you think of american i feel like you think about cheeseburgers and hot dogs that's what i think about and then too. yeah like food wise you can find anything like in terms of latin america you can like pupusas or tacos or you know what arepas. else is there yeah arepas see sí. like there's so many things and of course like hopefully when you're eating you remember that that's a contribution <laughs> that's a contribution in of itself because you wouldn't have that food if it weren't for the people that came to this country in the first place and shared that part of their culture with the rest of us like even for me like just that part and the other thing i will say um I feel like other groups, like other ethnic groups, like maybe like Asian or Black people, um, what other groups? Other groups, other like racial groups, indigenous populations. um, Indigenous populations often get left out, I feel like, in in Latino Heritage Month, but they're also a big part of it. But other groups don't acknowledge that even within their own ethnic groups, there are people who also identify as Latino. And because we're so, I don't know, individualistic, a lot of people don't re- also recognize that there's a part of their people who also ended up going to places in Latin America and then ended up migrating, what, to like the United States. Um, so I think that's another part that I feel like other ethnic groups should also pay attention to it because it is, although it's like far removed from them, I also think it's a part of their history and a part of I guess the collective in the United States. 
So that that's, I think, one of the other things. Like it's again, whenever we think of the heritage months, it's always like, oh, it's about me. It's about me. Like pay attention to me. Um, but other people just don't recognize that culture. But again, I think it's because of uh, the stereotypes that just have been shown on like media and stuff. So yeah, especially it, it doesn't help. Yeah, the um, just division racially across the board. Um, yeah, it's been, yeah, I feel like this, for some reason, these past couple of years, at least from my perspective, it's like, there's even, the, there's a lot of divide within even people of color, like, across yeah. groups, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's important to support ourselves, because honestly, like, uh, in the grand scheme of stuff, if we don't, like, we're stronger together than apart, so, yeah, but I guess, okay, to conclude the episode, I'm like, Elizabeth, will you do us the honors of concluding our episode? Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Latin Con Orgullo. If you would like to, we would love to have you follow us on Instagram and TikTok just to stay up to date on our discussions. And as always, feel free to DM us if you have any questions, comments, or, or recommendations. We would love to hear your feedback. So. Happiest Hispanic Heritage Month or Latin Heritage Month. You guys have a great rest of your day. Hola, mi gente. Welcome to Latin Con Orgullo with your hosts, Elizabeth and Gabby. Latin Con Orgullo is a podcast designed to explore the diversity of Latinidad taboo topics to inform our listeners on the issues relevant to our community. Each episode will include the thoughts of those identifying as first-generation, immigrants, and anything in between. We hope to empower you to be vulnerable and share your stories. So traite una silla y acompáñanos en nuestra conversación para reírnos, educarnos, y fortalecer a nuestra comunidad.